This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 30th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Anna Schwartz, along with Milton Friedman, literally wrote the book on American monetary history. Now Dr. Schwartz is calling the Bernanke Fed thus far a failure. Anna Schwartz is a research associate at the National Bureau of Economic Research. This is the second part of my conversation with Dr. Schwartz, recorded Wednesday. Given the, the, the difficulty of, of pricing these assets in the sort of exotic way that uh, credit was extended in, in the 90s and the early 2000s, yes, how, much? how much of this subprime crisis is a failure of government and how much of it is a failure of markets? Um, the um, subprime crisis was created by um, financial engineers who um, changed the model uh, on which mortgage loans had been uh, extended for decades. The firm that made the loan kept the loan on its um, balance sheet and collected the payments from the mortgage borrowers, and it was a, a very safe kind of uh, uh, investment. But once the um, financial engineers um, provided the model for securitization of of, um, mortgage loans backed by um, the collateral of the uh, mortgages, some of which were certainly not um, not priced correctly, and it's the mispricing of the the subprime mortgage loans that's at the basis of the difficulties in the mortgage market. All right. Well, then my my next question is. Does the moral hazard rear its ugly head if the uh, the Fed, in many ways, helped bail out creditors of Bear Stearns? You would think that creditors would be the types of people who would want to make sure that the uh, company they're investing in has a, a reasonable balance sheet. Well, um, being accommodative, keeping interest rates low providing lots of liquidity is a sure path to um, creating moral hazard. No firm is penalized for stupid decisions. You bail them out. You exchange the poor assets that they've uh, uh, acquired and given them um, easily marketable Treasury um, securities. The Fed uh, takes over the uh, the junk and leaves the um, the um, firm that is being rescued with sound uh, assets. What kind of environment will that create? Anybody who can borrow easily, borrow at very low cost, um, has no incentive to be um, d- 
discriminating in how we invest. If he makes bad decisions, the Fed will take care of him. If he makes good decisions, he's going to be able to uh, make good returns on these um, assets. I was uh, read in the the New York Times this morning, Kevin Warsh, who is described uh, by the newspaper as a Bernanke ally and and a Fed governor, said that while the Taylor rule provided a reasonable description of the last 20 years, it has failed to account for recent conditions. What do you think of that? Well, I would judge what the Fed has been doing as a failure, because if all their um, innovations were really answering the problems of the credit market, the credit market would have calmed down, certainly. I mean, now they are uh, have been operating for two years. The credit market would have been stabilized. There would not be the kinds of um, uncertainty that still hover over um, the market for credit. And what's more, uh, you wouldn't have um, this... Um, problem of um, you're rescuing firms that you shouldn't be rescuing. They're insolvent, and they shouldn't be um, someone, a a firm that the the Fed will take care of. It's what creates moral hazard. It's what um, means that uh, the market for assets is distorted. You can uh, acquire all kinds of uh, assets. There is no, um, there are no criteria for judging which are sound assets which will yield um, uh, a reasonable return to the investor, and which are just not worth anything. But uh, the Fed regards all of them as uh, suitable for its own um, portfolio and relieves the um, uh, the investors who've made poor ch- choices so that there is no penalty for the wrong decision. That's not a healthy credit market. It's not a healthy economy. It's an economy that um, can easily be involved in a disaster. What do you think the Fed should do with the debt that it's taken onto its books? It has exchanged these these, uh, assets of of undetermined quality and exchanged them for treasuries. What should it do with those those assets? Well, uh, the uh, ultimate uh, uh, (laughs) plan is to sell off these um, uh, questionable assets and to hope that there isn't a big hole in the um, revenues of the uh, Federal Reserve System because they've acquired this um, low-quality stuff. But uh, whether there will be a market for them, we can't. Um, there's no basis for judging that. 
we don't know exactly um, how poor these assets are. It's um, a switch you would justify if you knew that the the, far, the firms that had acquired them still had um, quality assets that um, made the firm um, a viable institution. You don't know that. What's more, um, all these firms, if they do write down the assets that are incorrectly priced, all need additional capital. Is the Fed monitoring the capital adequacy of the, um, first of all, the uh, commercial banks for which it is responsible, and um, its foray into the investment market, is the uh, investment firms, and very little statutory um, support for that kind of an action. Do you think that monetarism is dead? Absolutely not. The Federal Reserve lives by monetarist um, uh, principles, except since the new leadership at the uh, Fed has done things which have no precedent have no statutory um, support and um, really um, threaten the, um, the kinds of improvement in monetary policy that have been achieved in the 20 years since um, Volcker controlled inflation. We now have growing inflation that the Fed doesn't pay attention to. We have a weak dollar that the Fed's own uh, cutting the uh, Fed funds rate made uh, possible, and the Fed ignores these actions. And it isn't clear that the actions that it has taken have done anything to calm the credit market, the stock market, and um, the general um, um, public confidence in what monetary policy actually is achieving. Anna Schwartz is a research associate at the National Bureau of Economic Research. She co-authored A Monetary History of the United States, 1867 through 1960, along with Milton Friedman. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can read a great deal more on monetary policy and history at our website, cato.org.